But you know what I think is it what what gets me the most is the whole oh I'm pregnant you turn into instant amazing husband. No, he just turns into baby daddy. He does not turn into instant amazing husband. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and I am your host Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything so sit back and enjoy the show. It's 90 Day Fiancé time with my co-host, the Coupon Queen. Why, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me and oh my goodness, season 9 of 90 Day Fiancé where the couples are already trying to get into America, arriving to America and starting their life with their spouses. Hello, Coupon Queenpin. How you doing? I am awesome. I am trying to figure this new cast out. This is really, really new for us. Uh, you know, we ha- do have one old couple, uh, which TLC, what the heck? Like, I, I know more about them because I'm watching both of their Instagrams than I care to know, but why do we keep seeing this couple? Um, And I'm talking about Ariella and Binyam. It's just like, oh my gosh, why, 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 why? So yeah, we do have a few new couples, but we haven't met all of the couples. So it's like, what? (sighs) I don't know. So what are you thinking so far? You know, because we got Cara and Guillermo, like she's 29, he's 23. Um, We've got Kobe, 34, Emily, 29. So I'm looking at the age groups in front of me and it's like, it's pretty young. And I'm thinking because, you know, we see these 90 dayers through time and time again, they come on TLC, they get the Instagram fame and then that's it. And then we hear probably a year later, or a year and a half later, or two, even six months that they're broken up or divorced because it didn't work out, whatever the case may be. So, you know, it's hard to find and see who's actually in it for the real love. And that's what I love because, you know, remember when we watched 90 Day Fiance season one, when it first started, those couples were actually in love. Yeah, we got to right. see the drama, uh, you know, unfold between families and friends, et cetera, not accepting um, the foreigner and everything. But they're still together. Most of those couples are still together and they are not there for the fame. You can tell that they're not, you know, sharing everything that you see on social media. They're not on OnlyFans. They're not, you know, selling or renting themselves out. However you want to explain the previous cast, but it's just like, you know, I'm starting to feel like they're getting out of what it's supposed to be originally. It's like finding love, like Lauren and Alexi, Robert and Annie, you know, these success stories like Annie and David, we're not seeing so much of that. Like we used to, it's more of the drama being unfolds, seeing them get Instagram famous. Again, this is my opinion because I'm, I'm seeing, I'm like, there's so many young people. Like I saw married at right. Fight in a different language in Portugal. And I'm just like, wow, these are older people that actually want to find love. And I'm thinking, you know, what's going on here with 90 fiance, you know, are they doing this just for the fame? Because we see them really hustle through Instagram to really get the fame that they want. 
Yeah, I I am noticing this. I'm really, really noticing this. This is kind of weird. Um, Because like you said, from season one, season one, all of these couples were in love. And then I think the couples that are actually looking for love, you can kind of tell. You know, you can really kind of tell that, hey, they're looking for love. They're not just looking for a green card. You know, it's it's so crazy. It's just like, what in the world? So, oh my gosh, where do you want to start? Where Who do you want to start with? Let's start with the biggest thing that I've been seeing all over social media with his, with his B, um, by, by Lau, I think it's his name is Bilal. Bilal. Okay. Oh, 42 years old from Kansas city. And we've got Sha- Shakida 37. Okay. 30. You're going to be correcting me with pronunciation here because some of these names I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't even pronounce it. So forgive me everybody, but 37 years old from Trinidad and Tobago. Now she's an entrepreneur herself. She's formed this yoga business and, um, all of the above with that. And then he's a successful real estate investor and realtor. And, you know, he's got some money. Let's just say it out there. (laughs) He's got some money. (laughs) Okay. Let's let, let, let's hold on to that thought for a minute. Because I wanted to, I I really need to dissect Bilal. Okay, first of all, I made a mistake. His first wife's name, because Bilal has been married twice. This is going to be, well, this will be his second marriage if he marries Shahida. Um, His first wife's name is Shahida. This fiance's name is Shahida, which is similar. I think we kind of have a 2.0 effect going on. for all you CQP fans, you know what I mean, where it's kind of too similar to the last person you were either dating or married to. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but Bilal kind of doesn't rub me the right way. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of, I mean, and we've seen this before with some of the 90 dayers pretending that things are are a way they aren't now yeah he does have some money he's making a pretty good uh living for where he's at in Kansas City Missouri but realtors out there aren't doing big things not really I mean and don't get me wrong realtors do very well for wherever they're living but I mean, I was looking at the price of the houses, like larger houses, where we're talking about four bedrooms, three bathrooms. Uh, they're talking about 300000 Something out here in New York City or New York State would go for $2.5 for the same type of thing. So I'm not really, to me, it's, I, I went through his Instagram. Yes, you guys know when these new cast members come on, I have to go through the Instagram and see what's going on. Uh, He does have his own separate firm, but he does work for a larger firm, um, which is kind of strange because it's predominantly women, but he does work for a larger firm. And I have to see where Bilal is going because we might be seeing a Stephanie effect, meaning we're getting 
the $3,000 told price tag for the $200 watch. So I really want to see where Bilal is unfolding because I'm not quite sure he's giving us the total and complete truth. That's all I'm going to say about that. You know, I've been seeing how he is and how this whole situation of him portraying himself that he's just like some ordinary person or less than that. He's not showing his materialistic things, et cetera. And as we see this episode, I was just like, you know what? One thing, again, this is my opinion. I just feel like in one way, it's not bad to do that to test the person, but I feel like he's doing it the extremest way as possible, like renting a van that's not even his, you know, um, going to, to bring her to the house that they brought up. Like, I get what you're doing because you don't want to find somebody that's there for your money and for everything that you've got for that lavish lifestyle. So in one way, I agree what he's doing, but he could have done it differently. You know, it's yeah. just, you don't have to go very like, into deep of the extremes that he's doing. And I understand that he's trying to make sure that he's in love. This person's in love with him with what he's got and what she sees through video chat. But at the same time, again, buddy, you could have done this differently. You don't have to borrow someone's van, you know, go back to the house that you lived in and just live like the below standards that you're portraying yourself. Because I feel like it's going to go really horribly because we see the preview for next week and oh my gosh, she's, she's not, I don't know what argument they get into, but she's upset and he's just not, he's seeing obviously her for her first reaction. I don't know. Like, cause she, we see her saying like, there's so much to fix up. Like, how are we going to do this? And then we don't see much of it later. So I'm actually curious to see how this story is going to unfold as the season comes goes by, because I'm just like, damn, for you to do that. And I kept thinking for myself, like if I were to, if I was her coming in, getting picked up in a van, I would probably say, okay, maybe he's working or something, but then that's just my way of thinking. I, 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 oh, I tend to think things through opposed to just first impressions. Cause there's people that will just first impression say like, oh my gosh, this is your car. And then, you know, just, right. you know, stuff hits the fan a lot faster than, than, right. than he thinks. Right. But here's one thing with the whole picking someone up in a work van, like to me, you could have gotten a cheap rental car like it doesn't have to be a luxury car but like you're going with your sister to pick up this woman in a work van with only two seats where is she supposed to sit or where's your sister supposed to sit and then you're deliberately making your childhood home look worse than it was like it's he's calling it a prank but I don't find that to be a prank it's it's super weird. There there's a difference between to me living below your means and or trying to convince somebody that you're living below your means and just being unrealistic. And to me that was unrealistic. I I could have seen maybe he could have gotten someone's old Honda or something and said, "Here, you know, I'm picking her up." Because to me, you're picking someone up in a work van, exactly like 
you're you're already two people in a car where is this woman supposed to sit now unless his sister is not going with them but this is super weird for me this was kind of like why why I I could see you asking because she's giving me kind of like she's there for the money kind of things and little there are little things that she says like you know why am I always only seeing the white wall why can't I see the you know the rest of the house and the other thing is that his ex-wife points out you're you're living this supposed lavish lifestyle on Instagram you think that she hasn't seen this so I could see where he's kind of going but it again I have to agree with you Angelica this is too much this is really too much. Yeah. And going back to what you said about how he portrays it on Instagram and how has she not seen it? Like, come on. It's pretty obvious. Like if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're on social media, please don't tell me, please don't tell me that you guys are not on social media and doesn't know that you're on social media. That's just a given. Like, you know, that when someone's on social media, everyone's on social media, dogs are on social media. Even cats are on social media. Like everyone's on social media at this point. So for him to say like, oh, I don't do that. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, that he's, you know, exploited himself. Like, you know, I'm so successful. I got this money. It's great. Like, it's it's amazing because, you know, he explains how where he's come from and everything. That's great. Everyone can, you know, enjoy and express how good they are successfully in life. But you know, for him to say like, oh, I don't do it. And his ex-wife's like, yeah, you do it. Like, how is she, she not going to know? She knows, like, she obviously knows what she's yeah. getting into, but she doesn't know if it's true or not. And right. Thing. Right. And and that was the thing, because I, I will say after his ex-wife said that, that's when I looked up his Instagram and I'm like, this dude is like flossing for the gram. Like, okay, if this is not your lifestyle, she's expecting to come to one thing and you're showing her something else. Like either one, you're lying or this is the worst trick in the world. So, I mean, he's even got some of his like things that he's won for being a good realtor. So like, come on, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where this guy's going. That, that, that's all I really have to say about him. Cause I could really go about through a rabbit hole all day with this guy. So yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with you. So we'll see how this story unfolds. Um, let's move on. Who did you want to talk about next? Oh my gosh. So there was Jabri and Miona. Okay. And I, I have to, (laughs) you know, Dahlia was just like, oh my gosh he reminds everybody's like oh he's giving chris brown vibes no he's giving if chris brown and rainbow right had a baby vibes what is with all the colors you know he's in he's in middle america and and i think that's one of my the strange things that is getting me is everyone this season seems to be from middle america or almost everyone so and 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 i guess what's going to happen is there is going to be this big culture shock because most people, when they come from another country, they think Los Angeles, New York, Vegas, Florida, 
you know, they're thinking huge, big city. They're not thinking middle America, small town, you know, thousands of people as opposed to millions, like what's going on? So here we have, you know, another person from middle America who everybody thinks is like looking like Chris Brown, but he's got a lot of bright colors. He even has a band called the Black Serbs because he's been to Serbia with his best friend and he fell in love with the country. But one of the things he does admit is that he's doesn't have the money to really deal with everything. So he moved back in with his parents, which is already for me, huge red flag. Why? Because you have to be able to afford your lifestyle and this person's lifestyle. Remember, you have to be able to take care of this person for at least 10 years. So this for me is saying, oh boy, like, I'm not sure where this is going to go. His parents, okay, because it's his mother and his stepfather, but their mom is the MVP so far of the season because she's really trying to talk some real common sense into Jibri and he is not listening. And I'm going, why? Why is this kid not listening? You know, this couple is super interesting because again, Jabri is 21 and, and, um, uh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm guaranteed in like Miona. seven episodes, I will learn these names. Miona, Miona is 23 years old. Miona is 23 years old. So I, from the clips that we've seen, it seems like she lives the Kardashian lifestyle over there. She's living the life. She, you know, buys whatever she wants. It's, you know, we don't know what she does really with her money. Besides we see and hear that she spends it on clothes, everything to make herself look fabulous. Great. But then we got Jabri, who's 28, who is apparently a hustler, which funny because I've seen memes (laughs) And they pretty much defined him as a hustler as I don't have a job, (laughs) which I found it hilarious because this man, okay, he moved back, you know, he was in a band, then COVID hit and everything. I get it. COVID hit and affected everybody differently. But I'm curious to know how the heck is he bringing Miona during these conditions that he's at, especially living at home. And it kind of reminded me of Brandon and Julia at some point. But the thing is, Brandon was still working. Like he had a full-time job. So that's why I was like trying to find the comparison because they're such a young couple. So I'm thinking, okay, Brandon though had a full-time job. Jabri doesn't. He's just trying to like pick up little jobs here and there from what it seems like and crossing his fingers that, you know, something can pop up and someone's going to knock on his door and says, hey, I got something for you, man. So to me, Jabri and Miona, I feel like, I I don't want to say predictions as yet because we got to give it time because we only saw just a few clips here and there, but I don't think he's got a job lined up. I don't think he's got anything lined up. I feel like he's just like, okay, I'm close to my parents. You know, like he says, if I can sell paper to, I don't know what he exactly said, cause I don't have it in front of me, but for example, he can sell paper to a three-year-old apparently. So it seems like to me, Jabri is not stabled and 
he's going to get a nice kick in the bum as soon as Miona hits here, because I feel like Miona has been portrayed as, you know, he's an artist, an international superstar. You know, he probably's got money. He's got this, he's got that. And Miona's probably thinking this man is going to take care of me. You know, he's going to support the lifestyle that I live because that's what it seems like when they first met, he was, um, he was touring, he was doing this, he was doing that, you know, life was great. So I'm going to feel bad for Miona right now because I feel like he's not being honest with her hundred percent because we hear the conversation when he's trying to mow the lawn, which I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're 28. You don't know how to start that thing. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, you need, you need some assistance here, but you know, she, he says, you know, stop spending. She's like, I'm trying to spend all my money. So I have nothing. And, you know, just come with uh, some new clothes and give away some of my older ones, etc. And he's just concerned because he's just like, no way, but you got to save some money, you know, bring some money over here. And I'm thinking, dude, you've got nothing. And I agree with David on pillow talk. He probably has $4 and 75 cents saved up and that's not going to cut it. So I feel like he's portraying himself. He's got the success when he was traveling and touring and met Miona. Now reality hits, you know, pandemic happened. He's got nothing. And I feel like he's not being honest with her because it seems like promises were made of living in LA or New York city and she's not buying it. She doesn't want to live in South Dakota. Yeah. Speaking of South Dakota, it's so hilarious. I actually got a call from there. I had to look up the area code. Because I didn't know where the heck it was coming from. But yeah. So I hope Jabri's not calling me. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> but the crazy thing to me is the whole, like, again, not having money, not doing this, you know. And one thing that I really need these foreign fiancés to understand you are meeting someone who's probably on vacation, probably on vacation. So being on vacation, most people are trying to do something that they don't normally do. They're spending money that they wouldn't normally spend. They're going to restaurants that they wouldn't normally go to. So unless this is the place that they go regularly on vacation, they're looking to have a new experience and spend the money to do it. I'm not sure, you know, this is like, I, 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 I think the ideology here is that a lot of people, especially Americans, when they go to these foreign countries, have so much money. And it's because, again, People are paying to have a lifestyle temporarily, whether it be a few days, a couple of weeks, but they're paying to have a lifestyle that they don't have back home for the most part. And it's like, you need to explain to this person, this is not my normal lifestyle, you know, and this is a conversation I think that isn't had. Because he does make the comment, you know, every time, all the time that I've spent with her has been on vacation. So, yeah. 
talk because I'm interested to see what they say. Because again, Jovi and Yara are on Pillow Talk again for this season. They were on before the 90 Days and of course 90 Fiance. So she was saying how like I feel bad because you don't know what you're walking into, especially for Miona. And she knew that Jovi had a great job and traveled like three months or uh, sorry, three weeks and then traveled every so often, but a lot. And they've been to a lot of places. She knew that Jovi had somewhat a stable, a stable job. And but she didn't realize how much money he actually had. He looks like the guy he has money because they're going to different places, trying out new things, going on boat cruises, et cetera. And then all of a sudden she arrives to Americans like, oh, wow, legit. Like this guy's got money. Like, you know, he wasn't fooling me while I was on vacation. So, you know, that's the difference here. And I love seeing and hearing the comparison with this. So I feel bad right. for Miona because there's a lot of stuff that we're not knowing about Jabri. And the next episode, it gets really crazy already. Did you see that preview? Yeah, they these two are getting into it already. And it's like, that kind of makes me really iffy about this couple again with the iffiness about the couple because there are not there's not a lot of truth coming out it's not even that it's a lie there's a lot of omission and 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 this is what I keep getting it's like why are you guys omitting stuff We'll see, because Miona is continuing to spend her money, so making sure she's got nothing left in that country because she will be living in the United States. Also, she's not agreeing the fact that she wants to get married in South Dakota. She wants a beach wedding. She wants to live in L.A. and New York City. So it seems like Jabri made a lot of promises to her, and promises are not being, um, you know, uh, are not being completed. And I feel bad. At this point, I'm feeling bad for Miona because again, guys, let's, I know we sometimes tend to feel bad for the American, but at this case, we really don't know because we've seen it in the past with different couples. They say, I have a million dollars. I drive this car. And then when they come to America, there's nothing. (laughs) Right. And I think the other thing is when you see bands or artists you know kind of traveling thinking you're thinking hey this person's a big artist or you know they're traveling and they're doing their thing a lot of these people are local artists that may have gotten booked somewhere or they've gone gotten to be called for a couple of countries but they're on their way not to say that they won't make it big but they're on their way and they haven't quite made it big yet. So you have to like really do your research because she may be thinking, hey, he's, you know, he's a rock star. And that's not necessarily what it is, you know, because he's taking all these pictures, of course, the bright colors and the crazy style, which is, Definitely not the style of most people where he's at in South Dakota. So he's looking like a huge, huge deal, which, I mean, I will be real with you. I know Depeche Mode, but I've never heard of the Black Serbs. So not until now. 
I've never heard any, any of this band that he's part of. Like, I have no idea. And I'm just like, wow, he's touring. I'm like, but I've never heard of them. I'm pretty sure they spent a lot of money on touring because they are probably opening up for bigger bands or opening up for other singers. And, you know, they had, they decided if we go this internationally, there will be some sort of success, you know, like, a soldier boy has made it really well in his own country and all over the 90 universe. Could this be somebody that's trying to up his fame in music to get more hits? We've seen this happen. There's so many rappers, international superstars, and I'm saying that with air quotes that have wanted to get that fame. So right. I'm really just really second guessing here. Like what is happening? Like there's a lot of miscommunication stuff that's not being said so i'm sorry to say this guys and it's my opinion i'm here on team miona for now until we evolve but jerby uh jabri is just you know what he's giving me some not so good vibes at this point you know what i'm team jabri's mom like i say she's the mvp of this whole that's true yeah we can't forget about her yeah, because she's given some really sound advice, and I don't know if he's going to take it though. So I, I don't yeah. think he is because he's already upset that the fact that he had to move back into his parents' house, and then obviously he's got to do chores and he's got to do stuff around the house. Like, duh, you have to. Very true, very true. So, who did you want to talk about next? Okay, so the next couple. Um. Oh my gosh. Emily, who's 29 years old, and Kobe, who's 34, who's the underwear model from China. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I have to, I, I saw this tr- this portion trailer on Pillow Talk, and I'm like, okay, why is it she seems like the only person that would go to China and find the only black underwear model? Like, how likely is that? I was, I was so confused. Everybody was confused. Oh my gosh. So again, we have someone else who did what? Moved back home. But there was this running joke. For those that are not tweeting with me live on Twitter while... <laughs> 90 Day Fiance is going on. You are missing out because people were asking this one question. Okay, and TSA, I really want to know if someone from TSA can answer this question. Are condoms not allowed on planes? Because everyone in the 90 Day universe wants to know this question. Are condoms not allowed on planes? Are they hard to find in... And, uh, you know, foreign countries, what? Because this is starting to be like, you know, this is getting beyond 16 and pregnant. It's just like vacation and pregnant. What is going on? (laughs) You know, you bring up a great point. And I think we said it before. It's just what's going on? these vacationers go on, have a one night stand. It's like, they forget everything kind of reminds me of Brianna 
on uh 90 day fiance like the paradise island one and i was just like right do you not know they're like to use protection like did you automatically think that that one night stand all of a sudden is going to erase her memory no it's not like for goodness sake people like how are not are you not thinking and it's just the baby comes and we honestly don't know how the other person is going to feel about it like right I just right. don't get it. Like, what's wrong with these people going away? Like, uh, it's it's just crazy to me. All of a sudden, I'm pregnant. But you know what I think is it? What what gets me the most is the whole, oh, I'm pregnant. You turn into instant amazing husband. No, he just turns into baby daddy. He does not turn into instant amazing husband especially if he doesn't have any children already. This does not mean that he knows how to take care of a child, that he's been saving up for a child. You decided to keep the baby, go back to your home, and now he's supposed to know how to care for a baby the same way you do. I, you know, it boggle, it's mind boggling. It's just really mind boggling. It's like, and, and I think what really gets me is, and I'm hoping this doesn't play out with this couple is the onus that is put on the fiance for not being a good dad, not being a good mate, but no one is saying, Hey, you went to a country you didn't use protection. You had a one night stand. These were all your choices. These were all your choices. You even had a choice of whether you wanted to or not keep the baby. These were your choices. So I don't know. Like when I, when I, when I heard that, I was just already like, oh, here we go again. I agree. I honestly agree with you. And I got to say her parents are are putting some sense into her because they're concerned. First of all, I feel bad for dad. Dad's already got a family before she moved in, was taken care of. And she moves back in and she's pregnant. Currently, they have a a toddler and he's got to support them, the extra two people, which is whatever. Because I know parents will do whatever they can to support their child and their grandchildren. Then we get the fabulous news that Kobe is coming. And now dad's got to support Kobe as well. So I'm really feeling really sorry for dad because he's got to support everybody in the house. Just everybody in this house. Now, Kobe, and it seems like dad's not aware of the situation when Kobe comes to America, because it seems like his amazing daughter, who's keeping, seems like keeping a lot of secrets at this point. I feel bad because he did not know that Kobe may not be able to work right away. Dad had somewhat of 10% hope that Kobe was going to help out with the household stuff and start working. But little did he know that maybe it might take minimum six months, which I believe it's a lie because Florian of um, 
Stacy, I think it took him what, a couple years to get a green takes, card. Yeah, it takes a couple of years. And remember, even with Tanya and Sinjin, he was able to work on an emergency working status because of Tanya's accident. And even that took a few months. So, yeah, no, you're looking at a couple of years here. Because remember, we're, we're thinking, oh, yeah, it happens. It does not happen right away. So I really feel bad for dad because he will now have a grown man child in his house for about the next couple of years should they get married. It's just nuts. It's just nuts to me. And I feel bad for dad because, again, he is financially supporting everybody in the household, including his grandchild, which I feel like he's okay with because apparently she was uh, working as a nanny and taking him with her and et cetera. So it's just easier when there's somebody else. But still, I'm thinking, how is she affording all of this, especially having a child? Is the parents literally financially, you know, helping out with the child, with their grandchild? I really don't know. To me, when Kobe comes here, there's going to be a lot of tension because she's going to be doing a lot of work and he's going to be like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home dad, but thinking maybe he can pawn off the kid to grandma or grandpa whenever possible. But I feel like there's just going to be a lot of tension. Kobe's not going to work for a couple of years. Then she's going to say, no, it's just going to be a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. I don't know. I'm just predicting all of this because we've watched so much 90 day fiance and having watching this show since day one, now seeing how the couples are and the way people, you know, express their actions and concerns and everything. I'm just like, yo, this is going to be a sticky situation unless Kobe's going to convince me. Again, my opinion, my prediction. I know I'm kind of doing an early prediction here, but this is too much. So I feel bad for, for Emily's dad. Yeah, I do too. I do too, because this man is taking care of, because remember also there's another sister, you know, I don't know if he's taking care of the sister as well. And the sister I think is married or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how, what type of job does dad have that he can afford to take a care of every grown person in America? He's he's doing better than Chuck the checkbook for real. <laughs> for real, like he's taking care of everybody. Everybody just shows up at his door. He's like, okay, I got you. So I don't know. I got you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like okay well dad you're doing well I don't know but yeah so who knows all righty then so we are going to talk about Kara 29 and Mr. Guillermo 23 from Venezuela but they met in Dominican Republic this is this is interesting um so they she was She's a Jill of all trades. She's done a little bit of everything. And she had this opportunity to work in Dominican Republic. And of course she took it. And while she was sitting at the table with her coworker friend, um, Guillermo comes up and says, it's tequila time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, the worst part is I'm starting to feel like, you know, sexy time. (laughs) (laughs) it's tequila time so apparently after uh, that tequila time it led him to um Kara and 
Akira, uh, I can't even, my gosh, my K's and my C's, Kara, Kara, whatever it is, um, led them to unite. Um, did they have a one night stand? Yes, they did, but they didn't get pregnant. So obviously they knew what they were doing, but they fell in love with each other. And yeah, he's, he's on his way to America, but she's actually going to grab him in Dominican Republic. What do I think about these two? Well, seen by the judging by the preview of next week, because we didn't really see much. We got to see like, okay, where she's worked, what she's done, how they met. And, you know, he's able to get a a visa in the United States uh, because I guess whatever they got going on with Venezuela and the U.S., but he's on his way, um, but right. he's got an expired passport, which I'm just like, right. are you, are you dumb? Like you cannot travel with an expired passport. But here is, about. here is the thing, because this was pointed out um, that there is some sort of special because passports were not being renewed at the time. It's a possibility he could travel. And the question is how many countries were doing this? How many countries had this relationship with the U.S. that people could travel on expired passports? Now, here's the funny thing. Um, Even though it is very dangerous, um, I actually one time did travel. I personally traveled with an expired ID, but... I had to go to motor vehicle and get renew my ID. So I had to have both my temporary ID and the expired ID because the temporary ID here does not have your picture on it. So I had to travel with both IDs to make sure that I could make it through the airport. But yeah, so it is a possibility. But it's super weird. The question is, how many countries are doing this? Because we know that so many things were closed. People couldn't do anything. And some people may have still had to travel for business. So I don't know what dangerous, weird game they're playing, but hey. Yeah, I don't I didn't get it either. I was just like, but still, you know, it seems like there is a loophole during that time when people couldn't renew. Who knows? Um, but I know here they made some adjustments and did like you mail it out and they'll try to renew it as much as possible, um, in a way of like, okay, if it's urgent, then they'll renew it or give you some sort of extension. You know, they had stuff like that, but since most of our borders were closed, you really can't even travel only if it was a total toll emergency, but you know, he's 23, he's young, she's 29 and Judging by the preview that we see next week about uh, she's going to a high school reunion and she become, she gets to see the guy that she was dating at the time and how apparently it didn't work out because she, you know, smooched with another guy and he was upset about it. And then they ended things there. So Guillermo's having second thoughts of what could happen in their relationship. But seeing the the, the season preview of these two it's like she doesn't want to put up with the crap. You know, if she's going to do something great. And if he doesn't like it, that's too bad. It's I choose what I want to do. And this is me and yada, yada. So 
I feel like she wants to be dominant in this relationship and be able to do what she wants, but also Guillermo being so young, he's, I feel like, uh, I hate to say this, but I don't know if they're going to make it because by the, judging by the season preview, when I saw these two in the season preview, I was just like, OMG, like him asking, are we actually going to get married tomorrow? What's the problem? She's like, well, I don't know. What do you think? Should we? Like, it's just gives me off the vibes of, did you actually want to be in a relationship or you still wanted to fool around? Like, can you help me out here? Because it seems like Guillermo, at 23 years old, seems a little bit mature. But again, guys, we don't know what's going to happen, what's going to unfold. Right. I'm just going by the previews and trying to pick up little things here and there. But it seems like uh, Kara had a lot of fun in her time and things keep right back at her. Yeah, but the weird thing that keeps getting me about Kara is she keeps talking about, how much older she is and it's like you're 29 you were only six when he was born like we've seen you know women that are would be going after Guillermo and they're old enough to be his mother or his grandmother like why are we having this oh well I'm so much older like you did not reach cougar status seriously he was he was in pre-k while you were in elementary like let's not do this how she does mention that like a lot, like, you know, she's like, I'm so much more older, you know, it's like, are you 50? Are you 60? Like, help me out here. Like, you know, you're still in that in between. Yeah. Like she hasn't even made 30, but she's like, oh, I'm so much older than he is. Like he's 23. Where's the old you're 29. Does he act immature for her to say that? Like, I'm so confused by. But that's the thing. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like he's being more mature than she is. Right. (laughs) I mean, he even goes as far as to make sure that he goes to the store, asks the lady, you know, hey, what flowers would you suggest? You know, my woman is coming. Like, come on. He's he, he knows what he's doing. He even talks about how the reason he left Venezuela and went to the Dominican Republic was because he was able to take care of his family working in the Dominican Republic. And it also helped him learn English. So my biggest worry for this couple, honestly, is green card alert, because it's like, he's already pointing out that he went to a different country to be able to take care of his family. So is he thinking that he's going to get to America and then be able to take care of his family better? Possibly. That's a good point. Because that's really scary. You know, he may also want to take, bring his family over. We've seen this with Pedro. We've seen this with uh, Molly's ex. You know, I don't know. You bring up a really good point and it's true. It could be that, that he needs to support um, his family and you know, this is a great one-way ticket to get them out in whatever situation they're in or help them out. You know, he's still young. He can technically probably bring his parents over um, because he's still young. So I don't know. You you may be onto something here. That's something I didn't pick up, but you, you may be right. You may be right with that. Maybe he's just there for the green card. He's 23. He's young. If he comes to America, goes to school for like three, four years or pick up, picks up a trade, he can make a really good living for himself and be able right. to help support his family and also right. bring his parents and his brothers if, if it's possible. I know there's a right. gap where you can't bring your siblings anymore, but parents are able to come no matter what. Uh, 
it's obviously depending on the circumstance but you know that's a good point maybe that's it maybe he needs to get right. someone that can support him and you know he can create that life for himself here too pretty interesting so we only got to see four couples uh last night within the two hours it's just really getting to know them right. um like you said there's an old couple why are they coming back i have no idea but the only thing i'm looking forward to is that wine in the face because i'm curious what triggered it yeah. and, you know that was just like oh <gasps> OMG moment. Uh, so yeah. we got two more couples that we still haven't looked at, which is Patrick 31 from Texas. And her name is Tiaz. Ty, uh, I can't even say her name. Gosh, she's 25 from Brazil. Another right. young one uh, who apparently is like super hot. And this guy's like, oh my gosh, I got to meet this amazing woman. And I thought she was catfishing me, but she was real. Then we get to see uh, Mohammed 25 and Yvette 48. I'm assuming she's from Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, that's right. So we still, we, uh, you know, can't be 90 day fiance without a older woman and a young man from the you middle. Know, we, we had to have it. I I'm, I'm just, in, I was just really surprised that they introduced all the young couples first. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's this is what 90 Day Fiance loves to give us is the older woman and the younger man. (laughs) Yeah, so we will see. We will see. It's super duper crazy. Did you notice there's a trend? Like before we wrap this up here, you know, he's from Egypt, from Africa, right? Africa, Middle East are where the youngins are coming. But then the older, the older Americans are falling in love with. Like Laura and right, uh, I I think, but you know something strange that I've noticed about that is that I had when I was in school, I had some friends, and you know, we were in a psychology course, and one of the crazy things was they were asking like, you know, what age would you date, you know, if you were looking for a potential mate to get married to. And all of the American students were like, you know, you know, you're closer to your age. So you're thinking, you know, anyone 18, 19, they're looking for somebody, you know, tw- in like 21, 25 people in their 20s were looking for like someone that was, you know, 25, 30. But these girls were like 22 and they were looking for like 51 year old men. And I'm like, wait, what? And they said, you know, because they were taught to have someone that was stable, someone that could, you know, sustain them. And and they were being very serious. This wasn't like someone. and, And I think the crazy part to me was they weren't looking for someone to necessarily help them get a green card because they were here, they were students, but they were looking for a stable lifestyle. So I think there, therein lies the rub. Like there's the difference. We got a new cast, very young, as David said, very young cast and everyone in the middle of America. <laughs> yeah. So. And okay. I, I, I just warn you again, foreign fiancés, Middle America is not the same as the outskirts. It's it's very, very different. It's very different. There's not a lot of hustle and bustle. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, it's one of those things when you say 
my neighbor next door, your neighbor next door could be five miles out. So don't ever have to, yeah, don't ever have to borrow sugar because you're going to have to get in your car and drive. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. So it's like some parts up here, Northern of Ontario, where it's like, you got to drive like 30 minutes to get to a supermarket. So right or an hour depending yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so don't ever like oh yeah I'm going to middle America and everything's gonna be yeah you better hope that you can find Walmart within the next two hours (laughs) so yeah also before we wrap this up um what was I gonna say here I messaged Nelsie she hasn't responded back it seems like she's probably not even responding to anybody on social media. Um, but hopefully we'll get some sort of an answer. Cause I did message Veronica from pillow talk. I'm actually considering inviting her onto the podcast to kind of talk about her experience with pillow talk and probably other things, because I know they have a very tight knit contract where they can't speak on a lot of stuff. So we'll see how we can twist this and kind of make it seem her experience on television, what opportunities has brought her stuff like that. And then hopefully we can probably dig in a little bit into um, her experience and seeing these other couples and what she thinks about it. And if she ever considers herself doing this craziness. (laughs) I know. I know. I think that's the the crazy part is like, you get to see what these people do. And I know we are having a new season starting. So we have to put this disclaimer out there because we always somehow in the middle of the season, get this weird DM or inbox. No, we are not finding you love. We do not find foreign fiancés. We just talk about the show listeners and fans of the show and of the podcast we've been getting a lot of people throughout the middle of the season or even just at the beginning because their things are getting nice and hot for the beginning of the season uh we've been getting a lot of people asking if we provide the service we're not affiliated with tlc we are not part of shark entertainment whatever we're not here to hook you up with a foreigner we're just here talking about the show so if you're a first-time listener and thinking that we provide the service we do not we just talk about the characters on the show and that's it yeah we just need to put that disclaimer out there because i don't know how many times we we, we, we get this at least like what once every season at least yeah so, there's been a couple i think last season we had two people reach out to us yeah so um, it's like we get this at least once a season so yeah we just have to put this disclaimer out there we'll probably have to do it again within the next couple of months but yeah and we we don't we don't provide the we we don't find we're not a matchmaking service we would probably make a lot more money if we did but no we're not a matchmaking service (laughs) yes exactly we are not so coupon queen pin let everybody know about your podcasts so of course you guys know i have cqp moments which i am so happy oh my gosh If you guys are not listening, I don't know why it comes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Of course, we have shower or karaoke coming out a new episode this Friday. And I have queen pin and the wingman, which you will find out about style, you know, motivation, getting yourself together and just getting that all out confidence where we just keep it light, friendly and help you out. So yeah, 
and that comes out on Sundays. Excited to talk about this new season of 90 Day Fiance. So share it with people that you love and who you know that watch the show because come on, it's 90 Day Fiance season nine. Exactly, exactly. Who would have thought that from season one we would end up in season nine and all of these spinoffs? Oh my gosh, that's a lot of years. And we started talking about it really late because we both started podcasting about three years ago and then we ended up finding each other later on. So great. Damn, it's been such a long time. And I cannot believe I've been watching this show since like day one. And so have you. And now we're like season nine. And I feel like we're kind of like professionals at this point. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. And it's like, you know, finding these people and finding out who's adjacent to who and who and it's really really interesting so yeah and guys definitely check your social media because you might be being followed by a 90 day and not know it you know that that's happened to me a couple of times so (laughs) yeah coupon queen pin here it's got some new followers because it's interesting the people that she has following her and i'm like wow amazing well guys thank you so much for tuning in and that's all we have for now bye guys i'm anthony and i'm jessica with the beautiful feet podcast hey it's your boy bromar host of the bromar show hello everyone it's the coupon queen pin from the cqp moments podcast what's up everybody this is your boy ken aka the gentleman of the gentleman lifestyle podcast Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening, are to listening to a little, little bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. hope you enjoyed this episode just don't forget to rate review and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to